Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Do you cheer for a team without a head coach? Is prayer the only way you'll hear your team's name on Selection Sunday? You might be suffering from depression, anxiety, or what we like to call March Sadness. Have no fear, Cornbread Hemp is here. Cornbread Hemp's organic, full-spectrum CBD products have just what you need to relieve everyday anxiety. Try our extra-strength gummies today. Use the promo code BIGX at checkout and get 30% off your purchase at cornbreadhemp.com. Don't wait to beat the buzzard. Try Cornbread Hemp today. Bueller. 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 Good morning. Tip tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Cap. Just the cap. Just... Cats. 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 Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown. Kentucky. Touchdown. Kentucky. Victory. Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. March 24th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. March 24th, my mother's birthday. Happy birthday, Mom. You did it. Oh, wow. You did it. It is your birthday. You did it. Woo! Uh, sadly, always, uh, Mom and I always enjoy March birthdays, generally surrounded with travel to seeing a UK game. If not traveling, then at least having watch parties at her house or something along those lines. So feel like we've been a little cheated. A little cheated this March, but but so be it. That's life. Hope you have a great day anyways. And uh, thanks for birthing me into this crazy world. Nick Roush, how are you this morning? Is it your mom's birthday? Uh, no, that was uh, a week ago. Oh, about a week ago. Oh, well, happy a week ago. birthday, Mama Roush. Yeah, so, uh, man, big big month for birthdays. Big month oh, yeah. for birthdays. Some would say March the best month to have a birthday in. Actually, a lot of people say that is it though yeah you yeah, as long as you weren't born on like the 10th or the 9th with the anniversary of the pandemic uh as long mm, as that pretty much no, the 9th or 10th uh some would say the 12th but yeah as long as you weren't born on one of those dreadful days everybody says it's probably the best month to be born justin you agree uh i think october is that month actually but wow my eat- daughter agrees with you yeah so we can each have our own opinions but october far superior month to be born JK47, wow. how the heck are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm tired. I, If we're being completely transparent this morning, I am ready for this week to be over. I'm ready for Saturday to have a day to sleep in. 
Um, but we're here. We're ready to do this show, and I'm, I'm excited. You're ready for Saturday. Justin, we've got four basketball games tonight, and we've got four basketball games that's tomorrow true. night. You're just oh, wishing away time. What the hell's wrong I, with I you, gotta, buddy? Yeah, you're right. You're right. i got to stop wishing away life. Yeah, I, I'm bumped. I'm pumped. I forgot it, but thanks, Roush. Thanks for putting that into perspective. I actually had forgotten that we had basketball tonight, so that's awesome. And, and, and tonight, so I've been uh, – it, it's been uh, early to bed for Roush this week. I think some of it's catching up from last week's lack of sleep in addition to getting up early and coming to lexington a couple days this week but um, last night uh, i uh, once again fell asleep putting duke down and then woke up at 9 30 and then just went right back to sleep and my wife is like i don't know if you should do poker tomorrow night you've been kind of out of it and i was just thinking like i'm going to be up till midnight watching basketball whether it's at my house or at playing (laughs) cards so like i'm going to be playing cards with my friends and drinking beers like that's just it's going to happen because these game these games tonight are awesome. Like all uh, all four of them, I'm going to to bet all four of them. I wish I was in Indiana right now so I could make some wagers. In fact, Justin, um, I might have you do that for me. Uh, but I, I love them. I love these games. Every one of them could be like, has potential to be an instant classic, and uh, it's great night to have a two TV setup. Oh yeah, big time. Last night and- was great too. Did y'all watch any last night? No, but I bet Texas A&M, so that was nice. The CBI championship, which I don't know that I've ever watched in the past, that thing was electric yesterday. I, I did watch the end of, uh, oh, well, poop. Who was it? Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee. Yeah, that was yeah. the CBI championship. Oh, I, they didn't act like it was like, I, so that was the champ. I thought it was like a semifinal that, game. Yeah, no, that was the championship. Like like crowd for the championship in the CBI, believe yeah, it or not. Is it the one that's uh, two out of three? Yeah, I thought that, I thought also CBI was two out of three. Maybe that was like a closing game or something like that. But uh, yeah, no, what, UNC what, Wilmington, they they celebrated like they it was over. So I assume okay. that was the last game. Yeah, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a wild finish there. The just free throw galore. It took freaking forever. The commentators were they wanted to get out of there so badly. You could tell, <laughs> um, but there were just so many free throws, and then. Uh, Justin, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like Middle Tennessee was not in a good spot. They were they couldn't hit anything. They get fouled down two. The guy makes one free throw. They get the offensive rebound on the missed free throw, get fouled again, and then did he just go 0-2 from the line that second trip yeah. where he could have taken the lead? Because yeah, I like looked yeah. away for two seconds. I looked back, and then UNC Wilmington was up three. So I was like, oh, wait. I figured Middle Tennessee may be up one if they hit the free throws. So, uh, some, some a choke job there, which hits yeah. a little too close yeah. home, unfortunately. 80, yeah. 87 total free throws shot between the teams. 87. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's stupid. And it did go to overtime. So, like, two overtimes. You know, oh, it was yeah. double overtime? Oh, yeah, yeah double. So, who won? Wilmington. Uh, UNC Wilmington. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's of course they did because I had money on Middle Tennessee. Why are you betting CBI games, Justin? Oh, I had a friend who's <laughs> had been, he's been trying to get CBI bets all week, and we're like, we, we're not – sorry, we're not betting you with these. And you know what, though? Out of, like, winning messages, you know, like 20 people in a group, like, he's gotten takers on both of them. So, you know. <laughs> I Like, I feel kind of gross betting NIT. And, and not, you know, not really. The NIT has been – a little entertaining the fighting mark popes couldn't bring it home last night unfortunately but you got the semifinals of the bonnies versus xavier and then washington state versus a&m that really is just like 
you could have just said, hey, TJ, back in September, guess what the NIT semifinals would be. And I, I probably could have guessed those four teams maybe. Those uh, are like your stereotypical four NIT programs. No offense to Xavier. Yeah, I was going to say, Xavier is one of the few that you could also see them as like a, in the 7-10 game, you know? Yeah. Um, that, but that, the, the, there's a fine line, though, between like seeds 9 through 11 in the NIT semifinals, right? Right, right. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> – you're splitting hairs, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I it, not that we need to have this debate, and God forbid Kentucky's ever even close to being back in the NIT. I do think an NIT run, Justin, is beneficial for like programs like St. Bonaventure or Xavier or even an A&M where you just get four extra games. There's actually a little added pressure to it, and then if you get the moment to get to go to Madison Square Garden, that's pretty, that's pretty cool and that's pretty big for a program. And uh, come Tuesday night, there won't be NCAA tournament games on. We'll be waiting for the Final Four on Saturday, so people will be tuned in. So it can be a big deal for these small programs. I know a lot of people joke about the NIT, and it should never be where Kentucky ends up, but uh, for these smaller programs, I think it's a pretty big deal. And I bet one day Bellarmine goes on a big NIT run too, and that will be cool for them. Yeah, and the – go ahead, Justin. You got this. I I was just going to say, yeah, you're you're right, TJ, because those programs typically – they're not your Kentuckys or your Dukes. They're not losing one and duns every year. So th- those programs are b- bringing guys back. So you're right. That extra, those extra games really are beneficial, in my opinion, as well. Yeah, the momentum, off-season momentum. It's yeah. like uh, momentum. it's like what we talk about in football with uh, bowl practices. Um, even if you're just a seven and five team playing in the Music City Bowl, like that, that's beneficial for program building. Um, so yeah, yeah, uh, it, it it means something to different teams, and I, I think that. The the seven and five bowl game comp is 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 fair. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Speaking of Bellarmine, you all see Dylan Penn entering the transfer portal. Oh no, Louisville. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I did, did, did kind of cross my mind. He is not yeah. a good outside shooter, um, but he is a really really good scorer. He he can he he was what he had a couple. I think like I think he set the Freedom Hall scoring record maybe. Wow which I think Jody Meeks maybe previously had. Uh, I could also be making this up for what it's worth. Kentucky Krogh may know. He's he's a big Knights guy, but mm-hmm. that was a little disappointing. I, I understand it. That's just... Well, you can't go program. to the NCAA tournament. Like, you know, might as well if you've got the talent. That That is the one thing that does stink about being at Bellarmine's level. You have that kind of success, then, you know, other, others are going to be willing to accept you with open arms. Exactly. And I do think they're going to be able to go to the tournament next year if they were to win their conference tournament, of course. But uh, they they are pretty confident that that rule is going to get passed. But also, there was a time where they were pretty confident they may be able to play in the NIT. So so who's really to say? But yeah, their their best player and their leading scorer is going to enter the transfer portal. I did see a couple Kentucky fans just kick around the idea. Like, is that somebody that you could be interested in? No, I don't think he's I don't think he's that level. And I don't know if he's even U of L level now. U of L obviously has been struggling a little bit, but uh, could potentially be a nice, a really nice backup player for U of L or six man or something like that. But it'll be interesting to see where where he ends up. It could, a, it could be a Adam Kunkel situation where like, oh, actually going to Xavier, you know, it worked out well for him. He, he's played well for him this year, and I think he even hit a hit a buzzer beater in one game. Well, so. speaking of names from Blast, I, I had been keeping up with Kunkel, and it seems like anytime I'd have a Xavier game on, I'd randomly just hear that name and then look up, and he'd be hitting a three or doing something. Uh, I wonder what ended up happening to Jaden Hardy. Did he have a good year? 
in whatever stupid league he was playing in? Man, that's a great question. I don't know. I, the only thing I have seen from any of those leagues is that um, during the pandemic, I saw Jonathan Kaminga play in like, uh, like highlights in a game with him and Jalen Green. And then I saw a fight in that overtime elite thing a few weeks back. But other than that, I haven't really, really heard anything. Yeah, I mean, average like a quick almost, almost eighteen a game in the little G League thing. Yeah, that ain't bad. No, it's that's great. Uh, Could have been a nice player for Kentucky, maybe, um, but didn't want to go that route. Anyway, oh, I remember popped in my brain. Jaden Hardy, I, I think it was he. He was from Vegas, right? Yes. Man, I remember Jack going on one of those trips, and he just like. Texas, like, oh yeah, he's going to UK. He's all in on it, and I was just like, oh man, don't oh. be so confident, you know. <laughs> just like, ah, oh. for seventeen a- points in only twelve games, though, like only twelve games. What are you doing only playing twelve basketball games in a year? I just don't know. Like, you must really, and I get it. Like initially, when there wasn't nil, and they were saying half a million dollars to come play in this league, I, I, I get that that would be something that I think you'd even have to, you'd have to entertain or at least look into. But now with the nil, that, who would who would ever? You must really have to hate school to not want to go play college versus going and playing twelve games in the G League, or however many it ends right, up. Right, right, right. I don't like, know. If you I, tell me I could play twelve games for five hundred thousand, that's way better than school. Yeah, but what if you were making a mill with the nil, a mill with the yeah, nil, but you have to, and yeah, but you. You have to actually put in work with that, though. I mean, you, you've got to do the all the video recordings. You got to record the ads. Like, uh, there's work that goes into that. Whereas, if you're going to the G League, oh you're gosh. literally just playing basketball and training for basketball and getting five hundred thousand, which is already way more than these kids have ever seen in their entire lives. You have to put in work doing commercials to make millions of dollars as a nineteen-year-old. Well, I mean, you, you got to you got to sit down and record it and all that. I mean, it's it's def- it's worth it. I'm not saying it's not worth it. But as opposed to the to the other side, just going to play basketball for five hundred thousand. To me, that's way easier. And five hundred thousand and a million and a half. I mean, that's to an eighteen year old. How how much difference does that make? You know. Yeah, and see, here's the thing, Justin. Is that's one perspective. My perspective is college is pretty awesome, and I would oh, much rather. I agree be with that as man. well. The, yeah. the fame, and and that's the that's the thing that I don't understand for all these guys that have grown up with cameras and documentary crews, quote unquote, following them around everywhere. I just don't understand why you wouldn't want the college fame. Like being a big man on campus is way cooler than being some internet G League guy. I agree, but <laughs> uh, you know, you're this is Preaching a to the choir college yeah. sports radio show, so yeah. I, it would make sense that we'd be all on board with that making more sense to us. Um, yeah, I, I, to- I totally agree. And it, it is, we could save this for a summer, a real summer radio day, although I guess technically we are in the <sighs> summer radio, which is really sad. You always want to make it out of March before you have to do that. But um, it, 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 it totally and totally stinks. It always does seem like Calipari is just like one recruit away from being dominant. I don't know. I mean, or there's been some years where Kentucky's been really, really good, but there's been that one that got away that would have just, there's always seems like there's one recruit that just would have pushed it to another level. And heck, maybe that would have been sharp. Well, sharp this year. Sure. Maybe could have been hardy potentially. Who, who, who is to say, Uh, what if, you know, what if Isaiah Jackson 
comes back? What if he says then you have a front court with with Oscar and Isaiah that then you don't have to really rely on Keon Brooks too much, which I think would have been a good thing. It just, it, and that just you, we could go through the list of of mm-hmm. the years where it's like if you get that recruit, if that player doesn't make that head scratching decision to leave, Dakari twenty fifteen. That's that's a big Dakari one. one's always yeah. one that really jumps out. And of course, I think UK is probably undefeated if Meeks comes back. All things that we've talked about, but uh, Hardy was one that just popped in my brain. I was wondering how he was doing. Appreciate you all giving me the update. Only twelve games, pretty bonkers. Uh, but it is what it is. And that's really where we're at with this UK basketball team and roster. It's just basically now who's coming back, who's mm-hmm. leaving. You're going to lose some players on the front court. It's just bound to happen. And then there's going to be some surprises here or there. Uh, I, I have no doubt about it. You're starting to hear transfer names, Roush. Yep. We had, um, yeah. We, we had the first, uh, oh, Tried to get you, tried to got you, but they they did not get us with the fake account that had Bryce Hopkins in the transfer portal. Um, but I do think that if not at the be- end of this week, at the beginning of next, we'll start to see some guys hitting the portal. Um, TJ, I, I'm I'm I have a feeling uh, our sweet prince Dante Allen is is going to be taking his talents elsewhere. Where exactly? Uh, I don't I don't know, but. Uh, that I, I just I can see that coming, and here's the thing, I I think there's going to be a little bit of like, um, you know, this like the, the same cast of characters that got mad he wasn't playing. I'm sure will like have some sort of opinion about, but like, he's really not that good. Like he, he just he's. he's uh, remember when we had a huge controversy over him needing to play more, and it was like the biggest deal for two months, and. Well, you know, he turned out not to be really all that great. Yeah, and that was he, a nine-win it, it was team. funny. Yeah, it was a, it was a very bad team, and he had Plus. two good games for him. But Dante's better. Like, like, I, and I, I, I don't. Like, I don't want to be mean when I say this, but like, I kind of want him to go to a place like an NKU or WKU and just get buckets there because he can he can succeed there. He's long enough to like not like even if he gets beat off the dribble. He's long enough to like still affect their shot once they get by him at the rim, where you can't necessarily do that at power five level. So um, I, I I hope the best for him. I'm not writing it off, but like I would be shocked if he's still around next year, TJ. Okay, I I I read you loud and clear. I think that could be maybe a little inside info potentially, so people take note of that. And I don't think anybody's going to be surprised by it. Uh, I think people had a similar sentiment to me, or I would think that the majority of people maybe had a similar sentiment to me as you want him to stick around because he's a good shooter. Seems like a good kid. He's a Kentucky kid, but there shouldn't, if he wants to play more, it probably would make sense for him to go somewhere else. I would caution a little bit on where you think he ends up the best. He's got to have a good point guard because I don't think he can get himself open Mm-hmm. very well so if he went to like an nku and he was quote unquote the guy i don't think it would go great i think he needs to go like kentucky probably too high of a level nku maybe he's running it back for another year well that'd be yeah okay there's something there and maybe maybe it maybe they do, i don't know nku's roster situation nearly as well i just think he needs to be able to catch and shoot and to be able to catch and shoot you got to have somebody that can kind of attract some defenders away from you and if he goes to too small of a level he'll have people hanging all over him is which that is a what, uncle 
good enough point guard. Maybe maybe Xavier is the uh, island of misfit transfer portal players that were once on UK's radar. Could be. Uh, could could potentially be. But I'll be I'll be rooting for him. Whatever ends up happening and wherever he ends up going, and uh, nobody can really blame him if he wants to go elsewhere to get some playing time. And I do think that we've all come around. To nobody can blame UK or their coaching staff for not necessarily giving him more playing time. Um, I'm somebody that I think if I were a coach, I would throw people in here and there just to see if you could get a spark from them. Mm-hmm. So I probably would have played Allen just slightly more, but not anything crazy where it'd be worth like questioning major coaching decisions or roster management or anything along those lines. So if that ends up coming to fruition, I hope UK fans will be mature, I would imagine, or I would think that they would be. And, and we'll wish him the best wherever he ends up going. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're, and it won't just be Allen, I don't think. You're going to have right, you're gonna have, right. You're gonna have more. And, yeah, and I know Bryce Hopkins was like the, the whispers in the middle of the season, um, and he was the one that came up across the, the fake news account yesterday as well. So I, I hope that, uh, I, you know, I, I feel like Bryce has a lot of upside, but he is in that weird kind of tweener spot. And I do think that unlike Allen, like Cal did give him plenty of chances. And was it the LSU game where he played really well? Who, Hopkins? Yeah. Yeah, he, I forget which one exactly it was. It was. it was him and Collins. They split an LSU and an Alabama game. So I'm, I'm just struggling to remember which one. Yeah, Collins was the Alabama game. Okay, so, so that, you're right. So, but like, I, I think Hopkins has a bright future. So I would be, uh, I, I'd, I'd, and especially without, like, a ton of known entities coming back in the front court you feel like there's some opportunity there so um hopefully we, we don't get a, a real news account sharing some news but uh, like you said tj the transfer portal the nba draft decisions we've done this before there's a lot of roster turnover year to year that's kind of what we've grown accustomed to in the cal perry era um i know folks that don't like it every year they're probably gonna be louder than normal this year and that's just we're just gonna have to deal with it tj well, sure, but I I think that everybody is probably going to be smart enough to know that unless something just completely wild and crazy happens, as long as Calipari's the head coach, UK is most likely going to be net positive out of the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. We would think, um, you know, you could make a case when they lost Johnny Jazang that that was a net. I mean, that was a negative in the transfer portal year, but nobody ever thought that he was going to blow up the way that he did. But with the immediate transfer, you don't even have to do the like the home waiver thing anymore. And that was even back in the Jazang days when that was going mm-hmm. on. UK is going to win. They, they may lose players. They could lose good players throughout the transfer portal. They should always be able to bring in better talent than they're losing. And I do think that's the big question with UK's front court is I, I, I just got this feeling that Brooks is gone. So I'm just imagining that Brooks will be gone. I don't know why. Maybe he comes back and I'm wrong, but um, I, I think he'll be gone. But if you return to front court of, and let's just say Oscar's in flux. Okay. But we, let's say you get Damian back. He's already said he's back. Let's say you get Toppin back. Cal's kind of talking like Toppin's back. I would expect him to be back. And I'm excited about him coming back. And let's say Hopkins, you say, listen, here's what it looks like right now. There's more minutes available. You in? Would you be all right basically running back last year's front court where, you know, the tough part, like obviously if you could have a yes to Oscar, everybody's saying yes to that would running back last year's front court. But let's just say it's Toppin, Hopkins, and Collins. Are you okay with that, Roush? 
or do you need do you have to bring in i mean i, I would think you'd need a, a bruiser i think you'd need a a, a big body a bigger how body than those guys. <laughs> how about lance yeah yeah lance okay let's say it's those those four are you good enough with that i think i am i, See, I mean it's tough it's tough because it, it, it's you're you're relying some on projection but i also want jacob toppin to do more you know like I, I i want more from those guys and i think you can get more from those guys so that that that's why i'm like i still think cal would have his ears low to the ground and and you know if if one of those really talented guys hops into the portal you probably go for it but i think if you keep him all on board like that's that's pretty decent group i think just the biggest tr my, my biggest question mark out of all of this is just the rebounding aspect because I, I i did want to see more from lance when oscar was out of the game like kentucky was a great rebounding team but it was mostly like just oscar you know and and i i don't know how great that 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 four or five sum or whatever it is can do as rebounders without oscar shibway carrying a heavy load and, and it's perfectly said. It may you know maybe rebounding doesn't end up being an issue with that group that we're talking about for next season. And Oscar was just such a freak; he gobbled up so many rebounds. He took he was stealing rebounds from his own guys potentially. You are right though. When he was out of the game, it wasn't always the prettiest thing in the world. But I don't know. I have no idea. I just think the stakes are too high if you're Calipari that you would want to bring in like a more sure thing. But then again, that could disrupt chemistry. It could tick some people off. You could have locker room issues if you'd possibly go down that path. But I think Collins has just, a, I think he's oozing potential. And if you give him enough time, he'll figure it out or he'll do some just amazing things where it's like, all right, while we're going through some growing pains, this is worth it because nobody else can do those things that you're doing. Hopkins, Great college body for a for a forward. He's strong. He's big. Uh, he had a little bit of a case of the butterfingers with the ball for most of the season. Just kind of forgot how to dribble. Uh, that was problematic. But if he figures, he's always aggressive. I love that about him. I think he's somebody that could get to the free throw line a lot if he's yeah. twenty to thirty minutes a game. He's somebody that loves going into people. He's got potential to be a really good rebounder if he if he puts in the work for that. I like Hopkins. Where I think where is what he is. He is going to pick up fouls. He is going to play hard. He will maybe get you some garbage points here or there. I think he is a perennial backup at a high level, but somebody that I have no issue with hanging around and, and being in the fold. And then Toppin, I think, could be, I don't know if the star of the team per se, but I think he could be a Terrence Jones-like. Not in the sense of the same style of play, obviously, anybody that's watched both of them. But, like, Terrence Jones won Kentucky some games, but most mm -hmm. of the time you probably didn't notice him because Michael Kidd-Gilchrist or Anthony Davis were doing some crazy things or maybe Deron Lamb or Darius Miller had a great night from deep. But he was kind of an afterthought, but he was always so productive. And I think Toppin's going to fit into that role really, really well. I'm very excited about Toppin. Because he can get so know. many garbage buckets, you know? Like, that, that – Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and and that was in the the last time we saw him out there. He had what thirteen points in sixteen minutes or something like that. Just making free throws, hitting shots around the rim, catching lobs. Like uh, a Collins top in front court is a lot of lob catching. And then I, if we if we play out the scenario, there's definitely one of those moments where they forget that it's Lance and they throw the lob, and like Lance is just like, well, I, I'm not Damian or, or Top, and I'm not catching the ball up there, guys.
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw it into the sky. <laughs> and then, like, again, you know, we're going through these guys, and it all sounds good to me. Or, well, it, it sounds like there's a lot of potential there. I think I, I would pr- – I don't know. I don't know if I side with you or not, Roush. Like, if that ends up being what it is, I think there's enough – the ceiling's high enough to get excited about what we've seen, I think, should make folks nervous. But at least from a potential standpoint, I think it would be exciting. I just think the stakes are so high in terms of having a really, really good season. If I were Calipari and I had that group, I'd say, that's great. That's awesome. And let's assume in this scenario, Oscar's leaving. I do think he leaves. That's just my guess, but we'll see. It'd be what a great treat it'd be if he were to come back. Mm-hmm. But I still think if you were missing Oscar and you had that group, if I'm Calipari, I'm going and I'm finding the best true five grad or grad transfer, just transfer. You don't have to say grad transfer anymore. They're not grad transfers. They don't have to be grad transfers. Nope. But I'm going out there and I'm finding the best five possible and I'm bringing them in. And if that ticks somebody off, if that means one of the four that we've already talked about gets steamed and they leave, then so be it. Calipari can't be in the feeling business anymore. He's got to be in just building the nastiest roster businesses in the country. So that's that would be what I would do if I were him. If he decides to do differently, if he decides to just roll with the group that he's got, you're bringing Livingston in as well. He's a very physical forward, um, should be at least, then then so be it. But I, I would go a different route. Then we'll see, though. And, and maybe Oscar comes back and the whole conversation's moot, Roush, and you say, boom, there's your front court, which Kentucky's never really returned its entire front court, ever. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess 14 into 15, you had Willie Cauley-Stein and Dakari. Uh but you you know you lost Randall, who was obviously your your best front court player from the year prior. But you brought in Carl Anthony Towns, who was a starter, so uh, he was a, a huge addition into the front court. So that will be an interesting dynamic, something to watch. And while we're all mad and frustrated and think Kentucky should be playing tomorrow night, and I'm right there with everybody, there is a beauty to roster construction in the off season, at least with John Calipari, because the possibilities seem endless, and that unfortunately does go both ways. Like anybody could leave, and we wouldn't really be totally shocked by. It and people can come back or new people can come in and we won't be surprised by any of it. That's that's kind of the the beauty and the horror of the current situation of Kentucky basketball. But ultimately, I think it's pretty exciting. Any player in the country that that I mean, Kentucky is liable to maybe go out and get. That's kind of cool. That's the new era of college basketball. On the flip side, we've seen so many head scratching people leave that it could it could also bite us in the bum as well. So there's some basketball talk to start. I do want to talk a little football roush when we go to this break. Does that sound good to you? Mm, that sounds good to me. And we'll talk about tonight's tournament games, give you some picks, and do that fun stuff as well. So I'm, we'll get back to the basketball discussion. Uh, a few other quick hitters as well when we return to Kentucky Roll Call. You're listening on the Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. My old man is a television repairman. Got the ultimate set of tools. I can fix it.
Welcome back to Jack Your Call here on Big X Sports Radio. On, on your FM dial, fourteen fifty on the AM replay of Kentucky Roll Call. Uh, one of just uh, really the only show on the Big X that gets its replay played in its entirety. Not really. Wow. A deal. Um, I know. A lot Wait, hold on. Timeout. 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 There has not been one time in the history of this station since I've been on Kentucky Roll Call or our entire podcast was or our entire replay was on air that's fake news that's That's not fake news it's not because when we go when we go long it takes away commercial breaks in the replay so that's why i I always want to add the disclaimer when you're going through the ways to listen to the show that if you listen to the replay you're undoubtedly going to have to listen to the podcast for the last 10 15 minutes or so well maybe it's because we have interjections like this from our producer that make the show go long (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> during, if that's a what I gosh do, ad nothing, Kalen, during a gosh darn ad read no less <laughs> roush i need some cornbread hemp i need it now yeah you, you needed it yesterday um i mean it is sleep awareness month and we need good nights of sleep and Dingus awareness month gosh cornbread hemp it's the best all natural full spectrum cbd products use the promo code big x at checkout you'll get Oh, God. You're going to get 30% off. I'm oh, yeah. pretty sure there's a bird that just entered. Like, oh, the bird sounded we really go. close to me. I'm very worried that a bird just got into the office. Um, I'm going to need the birds will need some cornbread hemp to get the hell out of here. Cornbread hemp, it's the best. Try it today. <laughs> Promo code you Big X. On Thursdays? Big X, 30% off. Yeah, what's with you and birds on Thursdays? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, what happened last Thursday. Remember the, a, couple a couple Thursdays, Thursdays ago, ago, we had the Eagles mating. Yeah, uh, the Hawks. Yeah, yeah. It was the when Hawks, EJ yeah. Clark was on. Oh, yeah. Who, who, we should get EJ on today. The Louisiana Derby's this weekend. That's a big one. Uh, are you? Is he planning on coming on? Yeah, he's planning on coming on. Uh, Epicenter, okay. really good horse. We'll have him on this. Yeah. We'll, we'll have him on in uh, hour number two. Um, TJ, I know you want to talk some football. Before we get into Kentucky football, I want to ask you and Scoots a question. Yesterday, Tyree Kill got shipped off the Dolphins. The free agency, it's it's been nuts, and it's it's seemingly there's no end in sight. What's the craziest move this offseason? Most surprising, most shocking. Which one left your jaw dropped? Has to be Tyreek, no? I mean, but Russell Wilson got traded to the Broncos. Like, yeah, but the Broncos I mean, you, you needed a quarterback, and they have a quarterback now. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos was maybe shocking, but you knew Russell Wilson was going to be gone. I mean, you, you knew he wasn't going to be you? returning to Seattle. So I, I did not think – now, getting Juju Smith-Schuster for the Chiefs, it, may, it maybe makes more sense to ship out Tyreek, but to the Dolphins, what? I saw that news. I was like, wait, what? It's obviously Devontae Adams. How neither mm, one of you I knew, knew you were going there. Didn't mention that one. That's one thing. Like Green Bay is going to bring in another good receiver. When Hill was mentioned to being like traded, you know, my eyes perked up as they would. <laughs> DK Metcalf is somebody that's being mentioned, uh, possibly going to Green Bay as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe Lockett. It's going to be fun. Like, I'm actually, it's kind of exciting as a Packers fan because we've got all these picks and we're probably going to make a move and maybe it'll end up being a draft day move, which is always exciting and stuff like that. But I keep coming back to like, well, whoever Green Bay does bring in, whatever this big wide receiver is, it's not going to be better than Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the NFL. And that's why that 
not, not arguably, without debate. Arguably. Um, mm-hmm. Not with without argument or debate, Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the NFL. So while I'll we top have, five, no question. Uh, yeah, suck it, buddy. Top five. Tyreek Hill than Devontae Adams. Nobody is taking Tyreek Hill over Devontae Adams. Well, you're, you're talking to one of them right now. Well, nobody would. <laughs> uh, you're nobody then, buddy. Sorry. I hate to break it to you, but nobody with a brain at least or ears is going to take Tyreek Hill over Devontae Adams. All that being said, the Hill news was huge. And, like, look how fun the Dolphins are. AFC, baby, you just keep getting loaded. Feeds just the most insane conference in the history of the NFL. NFC, you just leave it to old Aaron and Tom and Matt Stafford, and we'll figure it out, all right? You just let those old farts figure it out. The AFC, you be as competitive as all get out. It's wild. Like, yeah. Really there's so many like just insane teams in the AFC, and you know who's had a really really good start to free agency, and nobody's really talking about in the AFC picture, the Bengals, the AFC champions. Like yeah, they added know, uh, offensive tackle. Well, Collins got got Joey Biscuits uh, a little bit of protection out there. The Ravens have made some nice moves. The Browns, you know, as disgusting as it is, they have uh up they have upgraded the quarterback position from a team that that want a playoff game the year, not this last playoffs, but the year before that. AFC is going to be stupid good. Can't wait to see it. And very thrilled that all these good players just continue to either go to the AFC or stay in the AFC. Leave the NFC to old Aaron. Woo. Man, Yippee. it has been just nutty. And the thing is, is like even though it, it in your brain, you're like, why would Tyree Kill ever want to not play for Patrick Mahomes? Like I, I get it from the Chiefs' perspective. Like – if you're paying Mahomes so much money to be your quarterback, you you can only afford to pay your receivers so much. And why not ship him off right now when you can get five picks for him? You know, especially in a talented wide receiver draft class, like you're not going to find another Tyree Kill. But you just got Juju. You like what Mikael Harmon does um, with his speed out of the slot. He's not as fast as Tyree, but he's pretty darn close. And now you've got a late first round and a mid second round pick to be able to go find you another receiver. So like I get it, even though uh, it does, it is going to be weird to see Tyreek Hill not playing with Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be weird. Going to be weird. Be very strange. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. NFL free agency so far has been bonkers. It's banana land. It's it's been pretty sweet, and, and I feel like it like come. August, I'm gonna need a refresher on all this. Like oh, who is, who is where and you know. Oh, we're gonna there's gonna be so many that we just forget about. And yes. I I mentioned the receivers class. It it is funny how the draft class dictates a lot of these moves. Like the the quarterback class, they're really only confident in maybe like one or two guys. So they're just like, all right, well, I guess we've got to resign. We got we gotta trade these bums around who aren't necessarily bums. Like I know. I wouldn't mind having Baker Mayfield as my quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but like he's still looking for a home, maybe Seattle or something. I don't know, but like they're all just like, okay, well let's let's see if let's move some guys around and see if a fresh start will help them out. Um, like, man, it's gonna be so weird to see Matt Ryan not in a Falcons uniform. Maybe it actually fits him better because that. I don't know. They had kind of like a, a modern look to him, and Matt Ryan's kind of an old school looking guy. So maybe that helps him. Yeah, you you never know. It could potentially. Uh, all right, a few other little quick hitters here. Hit. One, Twitter's doing this new like Facebook pages sort of deal, but it's like Twitter community. So we naturally made one. Um, it's free, 
and I don't know how it's going to be used or if it's going to be anything at all, but we figured if it's going to be a thing, we may as well get out in front of it. So it's on Twitter. It's a community thing. I tweeted it out yesterday, so you can uh, maybe we'll have somebody retweet it today, but we'll, maybe somebody with like 21,000 followers could give it a retweet for their own radio show potentially. That'd be nice. I don't know. We'll talk about that. Uh, so join that if that's something that you would be interested in. Um Justin hasn't posted the show podcast on Facebook in like two weeks. So times, time, times are tough. Times are tough on the KRC social media. Um, but join us on that community page. I don't know what it's going to mean or what it's going to do. Ooh, I have Actually, access to moderation tools. Wow. Yeah, no. What about that? Wow. No, no, no big deal. Um, secondly, Justin John wanted to call in today. So, uh, I, I told him he could. So if John, if you want to call in 502-384-1450, fire away. So be on the lookout for that, Justin. Okay. Uh, we'll have EJ Clark on. That's, we'll talk some horse. What, Louisiana, you said, or Arkansas? Oh, Louisiana. Call him Baton Rouge. Okay. When's Arkansas? That already happened? Uh, no, that's coming up. I think that's next okay. week, actually. That's a big one, though, right? Yeah, that's a big one. We're, we've reached the uh, – we're, we're under 50 days till Derby. So all, all the big ones are, are coming up. Florida, Arkansas, Louisiana, Santa Anita, all right around the corner. If you could go to one of the Florida, Arkansas, Louisiana Derby, what would you go to? Uh, From like a fun standpoint, like you want to have a good time. For the other things, Louisiana, just because, you know, you're in New Orleans, like what's not to love about that? Is the track in New Orleans? Uh, yeah, yeah. Fairgrounds is in New Orleans. So. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a little off the beaten path. Um, but uh, and it, but like I really do want to go to Oakland Park. I think that would be just a blast. The spa, hot springs. I, I don't know why I keep calling it the spa because that's Saratoga. But the hot springs, uh, you get like the old mid-20th century vibes with the where casinos used to be all over the place. So, yeah, I, 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 Arkansas is one that I, I do want to get to. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk maybe a little more horse racing later on. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. Spring football continues, Nick Roush. It does continue today. We're going to hear from the defense. Uh, so Brad White and co. And should give us a little bit of a better idea of how to deal with uh, life without veto. Um, you know, I'm interested to hear how Joe Williams has developed. He's one of those guys who he played some significant snaps. I think he was that LSU game. He was in on like a crucial third down and got a pass breakup. Um, but we didn't see much of him because he was one of those five or six guys that that had to miss half the season. So his, his development is important. I'm interested to hear how he's coming along. Um, and just the defensive backs in general. Um, because, you know, that's been a strong point throughout Mark Stoops' tenure at Kentucky. And you couldn't always say that last year, especially at cornerback. So uh, re really interested to hear some updates from the secondary today from Brad White. Well, you know, everybody wants an update on some football recruiting. What do you got for us? Does UK have a commitment? I don't know. I don't know. I wish I could tell you that Tyler Steen is going to be a Wildcat, but uh, I can't right away. I can tell you that I do like where things are headed elsewhere like they've got a four-star guy avery stewart's coming in uh, over the weekend and then this linebacker from pittsburgh james hurd he had a lot of nice things to say about uk after his visit um he talked to justin Rowland afterwards so he seemed to to really enjoy his time in lexington that's a four-star linebacker and as deep as uh 
as deep as Kentucky is at linebacker right now, you know, Square's going to be gone after this year. Jacquez Jones is going to be gone after this year. Derek Jackson's going to be, you know, in his fourth year or so. And, you know, that, thing, that room will thin out pretty quickly after this season. So you got to make sure the the deck is loaded. And that that guy is, uh, is, is the kind of player that Kentucky wants in that position room. So something to keep an eye on. Okay. All sounds good to me. I know that's what folks were wanting to hear. Looking forward to the updates there and we've gotten them. You want to get to this Thornton's text line a little bit? Yeah, let's, let's uh, dive right in. I'm, I'm not sure where we start though. So I'll, I'll hand the Thornton's text line off to you while I dream about Thornton's donuts and coffee because it's the best stop into Thornton's today. Mm, delicious uh we're starting we we are caught up we are all the it took us took us a few days but we got there took us going 10 12 minutes after the show for a few days as well but we caught up baby so we start off with robert robert hey robert so i got into an interesting conversation with someone the other day about jay wright so i did the research since 2009 and 2010 season comparing cal start at uk he has lost in the first weekend eight out of 12 years mm -hmm. Eight in just three years, he went past the Sweet 16. Two of those winning a national championship. Do what you want with this info. That's important to note. He's a, he's a big boomer bust guy, TJ. I think the year before they went to the Final Four with Scotty Reynolds in 09. Um, but it, it, that, Jay Wright's boomer bust. And, and here's the, the secret that we don't want to share that's how a lot of coaches are. Yes. Basketball. Like Coach K, not, not too different either. And that's why nobody can definitively just pick somebody and be like, ah, they will be so much better because you can, you, if you, that's the tough part. Like if you're a Cal hater or if you're a Cal supporter, where if you want to nitpick March, okay, let's nit, let's nitpick March. Let's do it. Let's do it for everybody though. And then it turns out like, oh, okay. Calipari's record, not, not anything to be mad about. Then if they want to do like regular season, well, then you're just going to, you know, the, any way you want to go, you're going to have a tough time if you're a Calipari hater, if you really want to get into the facts of it. If you really want to get into the facts and the records and even recent history, it, it, recent tournament history can work in their favor for the Cal haters. But in terms of expectation, seeding, wins, uh, it's tough. And that's why they that, – that's why they – I've got a theory that like why it's so why it's, it, it's so hot right now. So hot. No, but like people are so fierce with Calipari and part of it. Yes. It's only been a week. That's a big reason why, mm -hmm. but also Roush, I think that these people, they haven't liked Calipari for a while. Maybe they've never liked Calipari. I think there was a group of people when he said the NBA draft comments back in 2010. I think there was a portion of maybe some older folks that were just out. They were done. They didn't like it. Um, I think there's some people that don't like Calipari because of his politics. I think there's some people that don't like Calipari because they consider him like a northerner coming into rule. You know, all those stupid reasons and all that, all that sort of stuff. But the people are coming after him. I think so hard because they know in a month there's going to be good news surrounding UK basketball. There's going to be optimism. Mm. And come July, and once we turn the calendar and we start looking at the season, it, like it's going to start being, all right, everybody back on the train. It's going to be another fun ride. It's going to be another national title contending team, or at least a team that we think is going to be able to have a chance at a national championship. So I think they have to get in their shots while they can because they know that it, things are going to be good again. So you may as well – Plant those seeds of 
doubt and no, I don't know if he's the guy. I don't think let's look at these offensive numbers actually. Oh, turns out he's not so good because they know in a couple weeks they're not going to have as much to complain about. Yeah, just that's not a that's not a bad uh theory, but I think a lot of it is just like a lot of built up anger and now is the time where like nobody can deny that that was an embarrassing loss so they can be louder than normal, you know. Like <laughs> no, and, and nobody can deny that it was an embarrassing loss. Uh, just the doom and gloomers talking, talking more towards mm-hmm. those folks. But like again, it's just there's such a revisionist history on this team, and it had it hadn't even been a week. Now it is a week, but uh, people talking. You you saw the signs of this, it, and and in hindsight, we did see the signs of this. But hey, smarty pants, if you saw the signs of this, why did you pick them to the final four last week? Why were why did you think this was a team that was making it? If there were so many red flags about the final five minutes about Kentucky basketball, why why was there a big post written about how don't worry about the SEC tournament loss, UK is about to go on this big run? It, it, you can't have it both ways, and people want to do that. We, we've been consistent. Yeah, I think for the most part. Aside from just like being like super duper, just heartbroken after that game. <laughs> well, sure. Oh, that's, that's stupid. The worst. Stupid that was the worst. Another texture says Roush's former ex-boss is really playing up the buyout number. He's smart enough to know the university would never have to pay anything close to that. But Matt, Matt knows exactly what he's doing. And we mentioned that yesterday, just that buyout number. Stop. Like it's not. That's not what Kentucky would have to pay Cal Perry if things went south. The good news is. I think Kentucky is going to be a top 10 team that's going to have another chance at a Final Four run next year. And I, I, I think don't worry about that buyout number. It's just noise, in my opinion. Yeah, Text- and also that texture was alluding to, a, like, I have no idea. That, there was a lot of, like, let me just beat around the bush here. I, I, a lot of alluding to to stuff there that I don't really get. But eh, whatever. Um Another text says, is spread on Arizona and Houston only minus one and a half because the game is San Antonio? Or is it because Arizona looked average against TCU and Houston dominated Illinois in the stretch? Feels like Arizona not getting enough respect, but Vegas is right a lot more than I am. So I'm hesitant to bet the spread on Arizona here. Would love your thoughts. Here's the thing, um, Texter, is Houston, a, a lot of it is you've got first-year coach Tommy Lloyd versus team that went to the Final Four last year. And even though Houston did get a cakewalk, the matchup in this one where Houston, Houston's physicality is certainly going to bother Arizona. That's why folks really like Houston. Here's my only reason why I'm concerned about this game, TJ, is I'm always one game late to the Houston bandwagon. I'm, I'm, I love being a hater of Houston because they play in the American um, and because they don't usually have like one skilled guy. Like they, they rely on a lot of defense and just playing physical basketball. But I, I still think that like I've, I've got to ride with the Cougs here. I, I I don't know what it. I don't know if it's just because I'm a, a doubter of the the far west coast or not. But I also did enjoy watching them just pressure the hell out of um, Illinois the last go around. Like they 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 went right at them. And um, may, maybe the last game has a little bit to do with that spread, TJ. But I do think so. A lot of it is matchup based. Well. On top of that, also like that, the Illinois Houston game was closer than I think people remember it. That technical was totally and totally, totally Just bogus garbage. and changed uh, changed some 
aspects of that game. But um, I don't know. Texter, that's what we in the biz call a stinky line. Like it's it's almost like they're baiting you into taking Arizona because Arizona is my national title pick. I'm very high on Arizona. I think they're a really, really good team. So you see in that one and a half number and you say, ooh, I may have to go all in on that. And then that's where Vegas gets you because then Houston comes out and they win outright. So it's a stinky line. I don't know what I'm going to do with it just yet. I was the biggest believer in Houston. I probably would have had them in my title game or final four, but they lost two starters. And I was like, well, that doesn't, I mean, any team that loses two starters, you're not, you're changing your whole outlook about what you think they can do. So I changed my outlook on Houston. I was wrong. Kelvin Sampson's been able to figure out a way to still make it work. And uh, Arizona's probably going to be in for their toughest game of the season. Mm-hmm. Houston's so tough and they're so physical. Yeah. Well, and they're in, so in TCU, they're so bound. Like TCU did what Houston's going to do, just not as well as Houston's going to do it. So, you know, may, maybe having Great a point. game to prep for it, it will help some, but that, I mean, we're, we're, we're laying out the reasons why. Um, yeah, we're like it, talking ourselves into Houston, aren't we? Yeah, we really are. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Justin, what do you think? You're, you, you watch college basketball a time or two? Yeah, I think I've got to – I'm rolling with Houston too. But pre, even wow. pre, pre this pre this conversation, I was probably on Houston. Are you just anti Benedict uh, Cumberbatch or whatever his name is? What's no, name? I'm just uh, for Kelvin Samson. Oh, so you're still that? playing the what if game with Kelvin? Absolutely, I am. I'll uh, be the rest of my life. I'm a, I'm a huge Kelvin fan, um, but now that we've all three are on Houston, that we got to go back oh, there, God. Arizona, right? Yeah. Correct. Okay, we're back. We're back to Arizona. Just just like that. All right, hour one done. Also, just like that. Hour two coming up. We will talk with EJ Clark. Uh, John, you're free to call in. I know you wanted to to talk. We were more than happy to hear from you as well. And then we've got a lot more text on the Thornton's text line to get to. And uh, a few other quick hitters here and there also. So don't go anywhere. Fun hour two coming up next here on the Big X Sports Radio. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450. Very eventful long break there. Uh, Just major throw up from the dog. All oh over. no! Oh yeah! And I say all Ooh. over. I actually got pretty lucky. the The poor guy was trying to get out the door, and I didn't really realize that's what he was doing. And then mm. just all, all right there. Uh, luckily, though, on the hardwood, easy cleanup. Not on carpet. Not on a rug. Oh, that's good. That's so, good. All things considered, not 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 too shabby. But that oh, that nice. seemed like it was one minute. That's some good training. Man, I I had a similar thing this morning, too, where he's like, oh, no, running into a roadblock. Let's hope this gets resolved. 
when I was getting ready to leave and it was about 30 minutes before Duke normally wakes up and I woke him up and was like, oh no, please go back to bed. And we're, we're anti putting him in the big bed, but I was like, this is going to work. So just go lay down with your, your mom. And uh, yeah, he slept for another like hour and a half at least. So, you know, avoided a disaster there. That could have been, could have had a really sad, sad, sad boy today. So, hey, we did it, TJ. We navigated some hiccups. We did. And that's, that's, that's life. Um, you know, you get so caught up in like the baby and the baby not feeling well or this and that with the baby. Uh, you kind of forget that the dogs can can make messes too. Um, yes, that's true. Which is always always a nice added bonus to to everything. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, ninety six one FM, fourteen fifty AM. This cool thing every spring that the Big X does is they give you some great deals on some local golf, some of the nicest courses in the area. Uh, planning a bachelor party, Roush. Mm-hmm. For, for a friend, he didn't, didn't not going to be, you know, it's not, it's not Vegas for a bachelor party. Just wanted to kind of keep it more local. We kicked around oh, some of the local cities and stuff like that, what we were going to go to. Really wanted to see a Reds game. Unfortunately, with the scheduling, the Reds aren't in town. So mm-hmm. what we've got to come up with here is we're going to golf in town. And I'll, I'll get back to the golf here in a moment. We're going to golf in town. I think we're going to do a nice dinner in town. And then we're going to do a, a big, like, Keeneland day which is going to be amazing. I mean, I oh, can't think of like a better. Yeah. Like it's going to be a bunch of the college friends. It's going to feel like a college. We're going to, we're going to probably drink too much and it's, remind ourselves how old we are. Uh, it's going to be a great time and I can't wait for it. But the day before we're going to golf and we're going to try to keep it local, but do like a nice course. And mm-hmm. Justin, you were right. Booking some of these places without the big exports radio golf card. Oh, we, people are going to be paying uh, a, de- a decent amount uh, for their green fee. It may be smarter if I just buy everybody a big export radio golf card and get it for $25 around. That's right. You should. You're supposed to say like, all right, all right. Run. All right. That's a great well, place to go. Sometimes you act I'll like take... you haven't been in radio before and you've been doing radio <laughs> for 10 years. I'll t- 10 years. I'll take the bait. Chariot run Valley view elk run. You've got Christmas Lake in Santa Claus and crap. Now I can't remember the last one. Oh my God. Have you not realized you're the golf card guy now? <laughs> I can't realize that. Yeah. Cherry Run, Valley View, Christmas Lake, Elks, Jeff, Elk, Elk Run, and Elk then Run. Old Capital. I forgot about Old Capital. That's my that's my OG course. How can I forget hill. about that? Yeah. Make sure to get make sure to get you a golf card. Twenty five dollars around, as TJ mentioned. If you book Chariot Run right now, it's probably sixty five. So saving at least forty dollars on that one course alone makes it all worth it. Get your golf card today. Goodness gracious! Uh, I do like that bachelor party idea, though, TJ. Like, uh, because you know. It's like you just need an excuse to hang out with friends, and there's plenty of places you don't normally go mm-hmm. to around here that you can that you can do. Oh, I'm pumped about it. And if we were if we were going to go to Cincinnati, that was going to be great too. But like the point, the reason why we had circled Cincinnati is the Bachelor Boy is a big Reds fan, so mm-hmm. we we're like, let's go to a Reds game. And then it's like, well, if they're not in town, we could go to the casino and we could do a Top Golf. But like, you know, that's not unique to Cincinnati necessarily. You can do those things. Pretty much anywhere besides Louisville, because Louisville and Kentucky have dumb, dumb rules. Although, did you see Top Golf September? Uh, September? That's what they're thinking. Oh man, I could celebrate birthday thirty-one at a Top Golf. Say it ain't wow. so. 
wow, wow, wow. That would be fun. What like just imagine the Caps are about to kick off a road game. You're 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 finishing up top golf. You got a nice buzz going. You played well. And then now it's like, hey, where game starts in 30 minutes, where are we gonna go? That's gonna be Louisvillian's reality here in September. How great. What a country. What a country. Yeah. Uh that uh, Ole Miss game, though, is the day after my birthday at Ole Miss. So, are you going? Uh, ideally, yes. Would really like just, to. I still just keep waiting for the schedule to get changed. But like, yeah, I I also want to go to Ole Miss. I need to start kind of looking into Set that. The wheels in motion. I keep thinking the schedule is going to change. So I know the second I start doing that, it's go, it's going to. Rash, let me ask you this actually, and okay. we're going to have DJ Clark on here any moment. Justin, just let us know when he's on. But. The only thing for this bachelor party that we haven't been able to figure out yet is we're all coming from Louisville. So we figured going to Keeneland, do what a lot of people do, like get a party bus, yeah. get, you know, get transportation, get everybody on the same in the same vehicle, ride up to Lexington. But we plan on staying in Lexington Saturday night, and we don't know how we are going to get from Keeneland to our hotel. because mm. I'm not sure if the party bus will stick around. I doubt they will. And then secondly, probably most importantly, how, to get how we're Louisville. getting back from Lexington yeah, yeah. Hotel Sunday morning to Louisville. Mm. Somebody pointed me to Gold Shield, and they said they've had good experience with Gold Shield. Um, do you have any idea? Man, I, I, I don't. Because normally when people do that, they just they just go up for the day. They don't, Correct. They, they don't stay and make a night out of it. So, man, yeah, I, I, I wish I had a good answer for you. Because that would be fun, too. Like, you all are definitely going to have to go, like, get around to John Wall shots at Tin Roof and stuff, too. Oh, no know? doubt. Yeah, if we're going to do, like, the big – if we're going to do Keeneland all big and whatnot, we're going to spend the night in Lexington. We'll, we, we're going to we're gonna try to – we're going to relive our glory days. <laughs> you're going to act like you're a 22-year-old again. I'm going to go listen to Sunday Best at, at Redmond's. Um, I'm going to go get kicked out at uh, the Penguin. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, well, you'll get charged with trespassing because it's closed. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's. I guess while we wait for EJ, get back to the Thornton sex line. Let's do it. I, I really like this. Uh, this this next text we left off on UK basketball season was like Michael Scott turning into date Mike. <laughs> the end was yeah. It was just like, what are you doing? Really, the last month was. So it was just like, okay, go back to go back to normal. Although, do we want? In this comparison, normal is Michael Scott. I, I would hope Kentucky's more of like a a gym, you know. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Um, another texter on Thorn's text line says, "Good perspective or good conversation of perspective in the last few days." I don't want to keep beating the dead horse, but I'm just ready to move on and trust Cal to do what he's done nearly every year, and that's get a group together that got us excited come November. I'm in finance, so not basketball coaching. So I'll leave that up to the Hall of Famer. Yeah, a lot of people know better than the Hall of Fame head coach. Not that he is all-knowing and all-powerful. He's not, has a lot of flaws, plenty of things to, to poke out, and plenty of small criticisms that, that, should, and that should be addressed, um, like not losing to a 15 seed. Not so much a small criticism there, but good text, totally on board with that. Uh, basketball is more than just like a two-week sport, and if you – you got to find other other times of the year to be happy um, and thinking you have a final four caliber team that generally makes the calendar year pretty fun. So agree with you. Good text. Great text in the show. Um, what we got up next? Sports doesn't Center. feel great saying this, but almost a week removed from the loss now, and it doesn't feel much different than a second round or a sweet 16 loss. I'm in off season and roster construction mode. There's a part of me that loves it. The possibilities are endless. 
Yeah, and I'm um, I'm with you. Like losing always stinks. It doesn't really matter when. It may, maybe I, I am a little more sad than normal, but um, you know, it just losses stink in the NCAA tournament. No matter no matter when they are. Correct. They're all and painful, it, right? Like yeah. Was last Thursday equally like that feeling that it's such a helpless feeling and 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 in perspective, you know, that all sets in and at the at the grand scheme of things it is sports. But nothing will top fifteen Wisconsin. That was in a league of its yeah. own. Pretty yeah. much almost any other tournament loss I've experienced, even like losing in the title game in fourteen, while that still hurt terribly <laughs> and it wasn't fun, you could at least like say, Hey, what a fun ride it was, where last Thursday it, it stunk. And you didn't get a fun ride at all. I, th- I think the worst part of the the timing of the loss uh, to the Texas point, or not to the Texas point, is just it happened so early that, like you said, we didn't get that whole month to. Like I, I'm really looking forward to tonight's games, but to have Kentucky be one of them either tonight or tomorrow would make it exponentially more exciting. Like, and, and that that's the part I think that stinks the most is feels like we got a whole month of like fun times with our friends watching the cats taken from us and that stinks yep that really that really sinks but well, like, um, my mom's birthday present were those tickets to indy last saturday oh and now i don't goodness. even know what to get my dear mother for her birthday oh no i well, know um as one texter said you know there's no uk game this weekend but we get ej clark and it's a treat and we're happy to have ej clark on from the kentucky winter circle talk a little horse racing ej we got three big derby prep races this weekend highlighted by the Louisiana Derby on Saturday. How, how are we feeling about these uh, races, EJ? Well, we're feeling pretty good. We're getting closer and closer. You know, we're six weeks out coming up on Saturday, six weeks out before Kentucky Derby 148, guys. And I tell you, Nick, uh, our hearts and prayers go out to the folks in Louisiana and the New Orleans area. They got two tornadoes confirmed by the National Weather Service uh, from the tornadoes that hit down there on Tuesday night. At least one person was reported uh, losing their life because of those storms down there. But uh, the, the uh, damage down there was in four parishes. So uh, hopefully, the you know, there it, it wasn't as bad uh, generally. And we ourselves in this area know know what that's like because we dodged one with uh, the winds and the, the EF1s that we had in Kentucky last weekend so but uh the center is on the louisiana derby the grade two million dollar louisiana derby you are correct about that we will start there because epicenter is the risen star winner he's run well down there he's the favorite and he is by um uh the folks that uh are really gonna have a big uh he is owned by Winchell Thoroughbreds, who have uh, Midnight Bourbon in the Dubai World Cup, and they have Echo Zulu in the Fairground Oaks, which is also the race before that is, the uh, Twin Fires. That horse Fires is awesome, EJ. That, that, that one yeah. could be a – the only thing keeping it from winning the Oak, Kentucky Oaks is probably running in the Kentucky Derby. Echo Zulu is a beast. Right. She is. She's four for four. She's undefeated. She's won three grade ones in a row. Now, this is her first start as a three-year-old. So, you know, she's been off for quite a while, about 141 days, I think is what they said. And so we'll see how she runs on the layoff, uh, off the layoff. And she has been training very, very well. So she's going to be the heavy favorite for the Fairground Oaks. That's race 11 
before race number 12, the Twin Spires. Both of them are Twin Spires. It's the Twin Spires Fairgrounds Oaks, twinspires.com, Louisiana Derby, of course. And uh, back to the cast in the field in the Louisiana Derby, you have uh, not only, as we mentioned, epicenter from post position number six, Joel Rosario, back on. And this horse uh, was just beaten ahead in the LeCompte by Call Me Midnight, who was the long-shot winner of the LeCompte. He's been off since that race. He is a horse that you can't really overlook him, uh, that's for sure. Then you have, uh, on the inside, number two, Zozos, who's a horse that Mm -hmm. uh, is lightly raced. He's two for two, Nick, and he's trained by Brad Cox. This horse needs to run big, one or two, to have a chance to go forward. And uh, Brad's got another similar horse that he's he's holding for the Arkansas Derby later on. So uh, Laurent Giroux, his main rider, will be aboard Zozo. So he's a horse to take a look at right there. And, of course, Rattle and Row on the outside. Don't forget Rattle and Row and Pioneer of Medina for Kenny McPeak, Rattle and Row. Uh, out of the Fountain of Youth, his first start, you might want to, Put a line through that one. He just it didn't fire. He needed a race. I think he's going to come back much very stronger for Ken McPeak. And Brian Hernandez is the regular rider. He's back on there. Uh, all of these horses, interesting, except for two, are all Keeneland grads. So uh, the Keeneland sales hmm. very well represented in there. And then Todd Fletcher with Tyler Gaffleone getting on for the first time. Todd Fletcher has Pioneer of Medina. Uh, was up close in the Risen Star, got a little tired. He was bumped, and uh, so uh, I think he'll come back, come back stronger. And he's had two races at the fairground, so let's let's see. So he's all in the mix, but Epicenter obviously is going to be the favorite in the TwinSpires.com Louisiana Derby. Yeah, DJ, I'm no, I'm no horse expert, but you hear pioneer of Medina. Does that have any pioneer of, of the Nile in its blood? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's the son of pioneer of the uh-huh. Nile. He sure is. And Escondrea is Medina the sire there, but, of the dam. I, yeah, I know how they do the naming. <laughs> yeah. The dam is lights of Medina. Uh, and, uh, her daddy was Escondrea, which was also trained in a very, uh, very good horse for Todd Fletcher as well so yeah he's got that distance and we'll see what uh, uh so it, it's just not epicenter you, you got to take a look at the whole field top to bottom it's going to be very interesting always is uh for this race and um gosh you have the dubai world cup as we said fairground oaks on sunday the sunland derby and out in the sunland derby you have uh couple of horses uh that are either owned or co-owned by winchell thoroughbreds we're featuring their racing and bloodstock manager david fisk on our podcast little cheap plug i just threw in there and uh, <laughs> so that that's that's this weekend um three preps again we're, we're getting closer we'll, we'll find out a lot about these horses and uh, as we progress in the fairground oaks, uh, outside of uh, Echo Zulu, who's who's drawn the rails, she's the favorite, turn her loose. There's a horse coming off, the Rachel Alexandra. That's a prep for uh, this race and 
for the Kentucky Oaks, and that's another Philly trained by Brad Cox. You know, he's done very good with Phillies. So uh, yeah, yeah, she she's a Philly. That's to one take of circle. That, that's for yeah. sure. Only only really bad race was the Breeders' Cup Juvenile uh, Phillies, and uh, so and and she ran strong. She she had. Uh, a, a little uh, bumping in that particular race, and they, they eased up on her. So, you know, she's she's uh, she's a horse that you got to put in your mix as well uh, for that filly. All right, EJ. Well, we're forty-four days away from the Kentucky Derby. Appreciate the update on Louisiana Derby. Derby. I'm riding with Zozos, my guy Brad Cox. He won't let me down. Trying to trying to knock off that favorite, but we could have. We we could end this weekend with Epicenter being the 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 front runner and favorite for the Kentucky Derby to give Steve Asmussen his right. first win for the running for the roses all time winning as trainer at Churchill or period but uh or at Churchill Downs but never won the big one so this could be the horse Steve that finally Asmussen. does it EJ yeah. we appreciate yeah. you as always all right thanks guys have a great weekend appreciate it thanks EJ you as well EJ Clark always great talking horse racing. We're going to take our last break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the Thornton's text line. we got a few other things we need to get to as well, and we'll give some previews and picks for tonight's Sweet 16 games. If you're wondering which regions they are, it's the 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 top of the brackets tonight mm-hmm. and then tomorrow the bottom halves of the bracket on each side. So I was a little confused. That would give us the west and the south tonight and then East and Midwest tomorrow night, if you were curious. All right, we'll come back. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Appreciate EJ joining us. Big Exports Radio. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. You bite your tongue. Walker and Roush. He's not a kook. He's a brave and a decent man. He's a pioneer. He lived with his mother till he was 40. She tried to poison his oatmeal. Erroneous. Erroneous. Erroneous on both counts. Welcome back. One final segment of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Thursday. Justin, what do you have planned today, buddy? I have to work all day, unfortunately. Mm. You know what I plan on doing today, TJ? What's that? Watching Mike Krzyzewski's last basketball game. <laughs> Woo! Suck it, Coach K. <laughs> Suck it. I think Man. I think Duke's gonna win. I want him to lose so bad. Me so too. bad. Me too. It, it it would it'd feel good, right? Like not having Tennessee or Auburn in is nice. We gotta get Duke and Kansas out now. Yeah, although you mentioned it last week, TJ. This feels like a Kansas Final Four team. And I just thought that region was kind of nice for them. And I thought the only team that really worried me in that region for them was Auburn, and they're gone. So, uh, But, hey, Friar die, baby. You never know. You never know. I, I think um, I think if we, uh, if we want Kansas to lose, though, 
then really would like to see Iowa State play them. Like just the whole conference angle of it, like the familiarity of opponents, they're not going to be intimidated by them. So, and I know those games aren't until tomorrow night, but that's, I think that's safe to say that if we want Kansas to lose early, you need, you, you need Iowa State to beat Miami. Yeah. Um, who do you like anybody else tonight, TJ? Do you got any like surefire? Well, I, I really like Arkansas plus nine and a half. Yes, I like Arkansas on the points, and I like uh, Duke as well. Feels like JD Note's dude to like, he, he's been cold as of late, can't stay cold forever, right? Well, or you know, sure, like even, even if he had just been playing okay or had been playing solid he he's capable for going for 40 any given night you never know and um, it's mm-hmm. a big game they're going to go to him a ton if arkansas gets calls i think it could be a really close game especially if, the uh, flops like yeah Dale it, williams to get that charge counter like as much as we made fun of it i'm going to celebrate it tonight if it gets through timmy and foul trouble yeah okay i'm i'm right there with you john wanted to call in he's on the line now he just wanted to vent he wanted to talk john how are you buddy Hey, guys, I'm doing fine. Just uh, waking up, going to uh, that W place, work. <laughs> Nobody wants oh, to go there, but we have to, right? To work. Uh, yeah. So, well, we've been working so, since 7 a.m., John. I, I I know what you're saying, man. I get up with you guys every morning getting ready for work, and uh, you guys help me get to work, so I really appreciate it. So We appreciate you, buddy. I There's to, a little bit of delay, as I'm sure you know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I I always try to pause for a second, but it, I don't want to make it static and air first, so I'm trying to make it work out right. But um, okay, so the reason why I'm calling is because yesterday, you know, I I felt like when my text message was read towards the end of it, you know, I I know TJ, you you were saying a little bit of, you know, come on, John, come on, you know, and it wasn't a come on like Justin does. We all know that it wasn't it wasn't that come on. So, Come on. Um, yeah, it wasn't that. But, so, like, my point is this. I, I've done a YouTube video right after whenever uh, we lost the game. I had my cowboy hat on, which I usually only wear when we win. But I wore it anyways. I said I felt like a winner still because, one, any day you up, breathe, and walking around, you're, you, and you get to help people, you're a winner. And, two, you're still a fan of Big Blue Nation, right? And I, I, that's how I started off. And I got into the whole thing. Now, this is just what I want to say. There are people that are, are, like, it's kind of political, left and right side. There are people on the left side that, that's like, we're going to defend Cal to the very, very end. He's done this and that in, a, in the state, in the community, even on the basketball court, too. We're going to defend him. And then you've got these people over here that are like, we don't give a crap what he's done. Uh, get rid of him. He's done. He's done. And then you've got a guy like me in the middle who's going, okay, I can see both arguments here. Yes, he's done a lot on the court for the team that I'm aware of, and you guys have speci- or, uh, been uh, you know, vocally expressing that he has done stuff in the community, and you hear about some of it on the news. And I don't live in Lexington, so I don't want to claim you know, all knowing that and all that kind of stuff. But what I heard from you guys in the news, yes, he has. But I also can see in this world of fast-paced, everything's right in front of you, it's in your face, whatever happens now is what matters now is that kind of that Janet Jackson, what have you done for me lately song that pops in my head. And and you get that feeling like, okay, so I can see their side of it. 
because COVID came and punched all of us in the gut. Like if we were in a prize fight, right? COVID came, punched us all in the gut. We were gasping for air, bent over, didn't know what to do. And then we follow that up with not even making a tournament. And, and then we follow that up with, okay, we're out against St. Peter's. I mean, right now we feel like we got punched in the stomach, got a left hook, right hook, and we're staggering. Uh, and we feel like we're falling a little bit, and our glove may have touched the ground. That happened to uh, Money Mayweather one time, but they didn't count as a knockdown. Dude hasn't really been knocked down since his uh, amateur time. But at one time his glove, his glove slipped and hit the you know canvas, but they didn't count it. But so we kind of feel like that. Are, are we Money Mayweather? Did our glove actually tip and hit the ground? And, and, and are we are we down? Or what's going on here, right? And I think that's where I'm getting torn, man. And, and that's what I meant by I'm torn. I don't know who to. I really don't know, guys. I, I mentioned those people earlier, Mark Pope. Uh, you know, I, I'm not saying he's going to come in and do a great job, and I'm not saying I would replace him with Cal. I'm saying that if some reason Cal got taken away, Mitch Barnhart did say he was disappointed, whatever, you know. He wants to, and Mitch Barnhart said, I want to see everybody, wants you to program him back to championship form, whatever, right? But if some reason Cal left, who would we go after? And, and I, I, I do ask that question. And my honest opinion is you got to give Billy Donovan, even though he's said no countless times, you got to give him that shot uh, only because his Kentucky ties. And I like to do, I like Billy, but that's, that's like, that's like not even really what I want to do or anything. I want Cal to bring us to the gold standard of basketball, Calipari and his mouth on his, and he's got a, he's got a beautiful mouth, not in a, not in that one way, you know, not in a high, high whoa, way, but whoa, I'm whoa, thinking, whoa, 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 whoa. He can speak. He can speak. I'm sorry. I, I'm saying he's got a he's, he's a very good public speaker, like to do, right? I'm saying that Cal told us, he promised us we become the gold standard of basketball, and we were. And we were. And I think we still are teetering R. But he promised banners and championships above. And so when we talk about, oh, well, we have a chance to win it every year, that's great. We feel good. No. No. And not at Kentucky. Maybe at Houston, maybe maybe somewhere else, but not at Kentucky, dude. That's this is Kentucky. Like we on a whole different uh, uh, stratosphere. We we are not in the same league as everybody else. If we want to play that game, then we can go become Notre Dame. We ain't Notre Dame, bro. We you know we are who we thought we were, right? And we thought we were gold standard. And lately, what have you done for me lately? We have not been gold standard. And and and. And I know it's only been two when, seasons. When was the last, so, when was the last time Kentucky ahead, was ahead. gold standard, John? John, when was the last when time was Kentucky that? was the gold standard? I, I honestly would say the true gold standard in 2015. The true gold standard. Okay. And it felt like the, the right. wind in our sail got taken away because of that. And before the Calipari era, when was the last gold standard of Kentucky basketball? Well, when I was 10 years old, Rick Pitino was in 1996 the champion. Then we went to play to Arizona in overtime and lost in 97, and Tubby Smith won in 1998. So that's gold standard basketball. So what, so what and, happened and between 99 and 2010? Well, I mean, hey. What happened in 99 that, and 2010? What, what happened from 1983 to 1991, 92, really? What happened yeah. then? Well, we had a probation period. What happened, we from, what happened, what happened we, from what happened from sixty six to seventy eight, John? What happened then? Well, 
Okay, so here, here's your here's your problem with your rebuttal. I didn't say gold standard in 1996. I mean, you asked me what was my thought of when the last time we were gold standard, and, and I replied, right? But Rick Pitino never said banners, gold standard, 1996, or even any type of term that was close. That's Calipari. Okay, he used different That's words, put on John, John Calipari. I mean, that's, that's semantics. That's John, I'll, I'll say the, the point is your expectation that Kentucky is going to be 2015 every year is wildly, well, wildly inaccurate. I'm, well, it's just, it's I'm not, not really saying necessarily. Man. I mean, with the exception of Alabama football, there hasn't been a dynasty in sports since the 70s. I wish that we had more of 2010 to 2015 in terms of tournament runs. But again, like people sim- with similar sentiments to you, and I, there's people much harsher than you are. I feel like you're you're in the middle. You've explained it pretty well. But people with, with harsher sentiments than you want to throw away a coach that has a title competitive three out of four years, but because March hasn't worked the way that we wanted them to get rid of them, who's to say we'd even be title competitive with the next coach? And no offense, but, but like for you to even mention Mark Pope, just makes me want to throw away the whole argument. And between yeah. us, John, you said that you felt like this was the start of the Jim Bayheim era for Calipari, which is just okay. wild, Let dude. Me. I mean, it's just a wild thing. Yeah. UK has been a title favorite three out of the last four years. This notion that UK is just hasn't even been at the table for a decade is wild to me. Like we March is how we review how we view things. I understand that. But we need to take a step back and be adults and realize that there's just not this snap-your-fingers coach that's going to guarantee March victories. I'm going to take the one that's going to bring in a lot of really good players, have us feeling confident almost every March going into it. Some years it'll work out, and we'll have an Aaron Harrison-like unbelievable magical run. Or some years, unfortunately, it won't be so great like 2016 or this past season. It happens, John. Let, let me address just one one thing. Okay, or, or just just to pick apart a few of those little things there. Uh, number number one, I'm not saying that we have to be 2015 ish, but that stretch from the first year to 2015 that that's a good example. Not 2015 itself because that's a magical story, right? All right, so that's number one. Number two, not saying that Mark Pope would come in and do anything. I was just saying hypothetically, if we had to look for another coach, I'm saying we'd probably look for. Maybe an up-and-comer guy, and I don't even know if Mark Pope's that, but he has Kentucky ties. So that's why you put him in a conversation, not because he's that great of a coach. That's, that's number two. And number three, about as far as being adults and all this stuff and, and looking at, like, well, we're title contenders and all this stuff. Well, sometimes, TJ, it's called fool's gold, my friend. You can be thinking you a million-dollar rich, but every morning when you check that bank account and you only got 500 bucks, you ain't nowhere near a million dollars. So – I mean, I'm just saying, hey, I love Calipari. I want Calipari at Kentucky, so let's get that out. Let's get that out of the way, too. I love Calipari. I want him at Kentucky. Now, next year, DJ, if Calipari gets knocked out early again or he doesn't make it to the tournament or we're an NIT contestant, I'd like to hear your point of view then. And if it changes within one year, TJ, watch out for everybody piling on you because you just changed the snap oh, of the finger. So, um, <laughs> John, like I would give one – iota of a crap if people piled on me and secondly guess what kentucky could be a one seed next year 
lose to a 16, and if I felt like the following year would be just as good as a regular season, I ain't changing my opinion about it because I realize a season should – or a coaching should not be dictated based on just a couple weeks in March. Um, Just just reality. When you're going to see me turn, when you will see me turn – is when we go into a season knowing that we're going to suck and it's confirmed that we suck. When that happens, I'll lose hope because I am smart enough to realize the randomness and the craziness that goes into an NCAA tournament. Yes, more times than not, teams that win the national championship are really, really good and they are a step above other folks. I feel like Kentucky's been there. Unfortunately, with the way the tournament works, you can lose. Any team can lose. Kansas nearly got taken down by Creighton in a game that was pretty back and forth for a good while. Um, so that, that's people can pile on all they want, John. And I look forward to also when Kentucky's back in a Final Four next season. I look forward to the to the other side of that coin as well. I'll, I hope it's I hope it's a, uh, I hope it's to the Final Four and championship faster. And I know you wouldn't care if people piled on you, man. I love your guys' show. Hey, I still love Calipari. Don't take it the wrong way. I was just saying hypotheticals. And and some people feel like the way they feel. And remember, people are entitled to their own opinion. And I, that's why I don't tear one person up or the other side up. I hear what y'all are saying. And I, let's hope the best for the Cats, right? And all the Kentucky teams, let's hope for the best. Hey, God's country is the state of Kentucky. I love Kentucky. I live in Indiana. I live in Evansville. But I love, I love my area where I live. But, hey, the true God's country is the folks of Kentucky the state of Kentucky. Y'all got it going on. I love you all, man. Thank you for letting me be on the show. I really appreciate it. John, we appreciate everything you said, and we appreciate you listening. And you're a good guy, and we always value your opinion. We wanted to give you a chance to vent. All right, have a good day. We got to get back to this text line. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. If you don't have lunch plans today, check out Salsaritas. John has been to Salsaritas a time or two, and he would speak highly of it if he was still on the phone line. they got two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matt. We probably owe John some Salsaritas, to be honest with you. We owe everybody some Salsaritas. Uh, one day we'll do a KRC party and watch we'll Salsaritas catered, and then we can just say we're square. Like, hey, everybody's even. If we're we owe even. Salsaritas. Uh, but it, it'll be worth it. And when we have that Salsaritas KRC party, you better be there because if not for us, understandably so, come for the food. So good. Burritos, quesadillas. I had a quesadilla earlier this week. I just I was in the mood for something cheesy. The cheese just like falls on your lip. It got all in my beard. I had to like pull it out. It was, it, it's amazing the food they have at Salsaritas. Middletown and St. Matthews are your locations. Middletown has a drive through St. Matthews, newly renovated. Download the app, save yourself some time, money and hassle today let's get back to the text line good hearing from john i i could be wrong i don't want to put words in john's mouth but i almost feel like he started i think he started the conversation saying hey i'm in the middle i don't know how to feel and then he ended it by saying i know calipari's the guy i just want it to be better is that accurate do you all feel the same way about that yeah um but there was also like yeah it, it was the most like middle like trying to dip your toe in both pools kind of talk to and i do feel like a lot of people are probably in that limbo yeah, of like, yeah. i like cal i've always been a believer in him, but it, it's now been several marches since i've felt that funny feeling in my bones i get that i'm just telling you all this is the guy to get the funny feelings back in the bones he's here yeah he's yeah. done it before and, done it a thousand times before he'll do it again everybody just get off his freaking back yeah and you made the good point too like the, the stretches in between there's going to be stretches in between. And right now we're in one of them. The key is getting back out of one of them. I think, I think Cal's the guy that's going to get it done. 
We um, think that, and we could be wrong. And John, if we are wrong, you don't think people are going to pile on me about it? They absolutely will, and I'll I'll gladly take it, um, and I'll accept it, and we'll go, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. I don't worry about things that haven't happened yet, though. So um, that's we'll worry about that when we cross that bridge. Roush, what if I told you Kentucky football had one of the longest active winning streaks in the country? Really? What if I told you only four teams have a longer winning streak than the Kentucky Wildcats? And one of those would be Georgia. And no, because they lost in the SEC championship. Right, they did lose the championship game. Um, man, only uh, two Power Five teams on the list ahead of. I was about to say it's got to be some Pitt. No, Pitt lost. Uh, Who won a conference championship? More like on Pitt, buddy. Yeah, and it's not Michigan. Um, not Ohio. Man, I'm struggling. I I don't know. There's one you're gonna kick yourself on. One Power Five is Baylor. I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah, because they won their and it was is A and M one of them? Nope. 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 Louisiana is another one, but they're not the power five one. Central Michigan's another one. They're not the mm-hmm. power five one. Clemson. Oh yeah. The longest do. active power five streak in college football. Wow. Winning streak. Louisiana's first with 13. And then it's Clemson six, Baylor at five, Central Michigan at five, Air Force, Georgia State, and Kentucky at four. Woo. <laughs> we did it. We did do it. And they can't start off with a stinker, so that number's getting to five. No big deal. That's what we said about St. Peter. So five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. A text her like that. We're not going to finish the text on again. Yeah. <laughs> Good conversation for our. We got that one. Doesn't feel great. Oh, did that one as well. Mm-hmm. So what do we think? Wheeler wasn't happy with Cal wanting to keep Grady's expanded role after he showed he could get to the lane and score more in those games. I don't think it was just like the end of the year texture. That's at least the impression I got. Yeah, and I think at the end of the year when they weren't beating teams by 30, it got worse. Yeah, yeah. W- winning cures all problems, and they weren't winning as handedly. So, I, I just think there's some people that are – they just people are – just like in your job office, there's people that are more pleasant than others. Mm-hmm. Not sure I love anything as much as Roush loves bringing up stoops when talking hoops. <laughs> hey, that's what, you, that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for, Texture. Uh, one says the 20 team didn't seem up to make a big run loaded with talented and experienced guards and a good big. The funny thing is that Kim Palm absolutely hated them. 24th offensively, 52nd defensively. The free throws thing works both ways. 2014 Louisville missed 10 and we beat them by five. Russ Smith went four of 10. And that's another thing too, like about the late game stuff. Like as much as you can bring up Cal Perry's faults late in games, like, you know, that, that, the 2014 game, Kentucky ended on a 15 to four run to to beat that Louisville team in the Sweet 16. Um, I'm sure you would say the same thing about that Ohio State ending. Um, and even when they lost to UConn, they made some shots down the stretch. And hell, they even made like a long half, not a half court heave, but they they made a long shot to turn a four point game into one. So, uh, you know, I I just think it's easier to remember the the missteps, especially late in game than it is to remember like the late runs like in that Arkansas game back in 2020 when they went like a 19-0 run uh, to, to close out that win on the road. It's personal opinion. Nobody can be proven right or wrong. But if you just – that 2020 team went into Texas Tech, I think they're one of like – I think they're the only team, what, like since then to win at Texas Tech. Uh, they won there. They, they they won on some tough places. They won without their point guard down in Gainesville. Like if you didn't think that that team was tournament ready, I don't know what to tell you. You know what team didn't win road games was this year's team for the most part. You know, their big road games, they came up a little short with the obvious exception of Kansas – 
But you know what happened at Kansas? They were healthy. Smoked them. Yeah, they were healthy. Um, Also, I think I can say that my concerns in February about, does this team peak in too early? I guess I was right. They were validated. We worried (laughs) about that, but you just, again, you you thought, hey, once they get healthy, it may take a little while for them to all click, but it will happen. And maybe maybe it would have clicked at some point during March, but unfortunately in the tournament, you don't get time to figure it out. Either you have it or you don't. Cats didn't last week. I think it should be pointed out that the online segment isn't the majority of the fan base. They're just the loudest segment, I, and people do forget that. Yeah, yeah, and as people who live online for a living too, like it's hard to sure. it's hard to remove that, you know, because that's yeah. what you're hearing the most. If you don't think Cal should be gone – but think conversations should be had. What are those conversations? Yeah, that, that was what some John mentioned that. I was like, well, I have no idea what that means. Like, like let's talk about it. Okay, about, we talked about it. No, I want him to stay. Good conversation. Way to go. Yeah, I don't, I don't, that was bad, John. Do better. Like, Cal Perry, is that what the conversations that Mitch has? <laughs> hey, so, uh, come on don't in. Lose. Come on in here. Come on into Barnhart's office. Take a, take a seat. Why don't you loosen that top button here? You know how we do. Uh, so we were reviewing the season, and we liked most of it. We did not love losing to the 15 seed. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I didn't like that either. Okay, well, we're on the same page. Do better next time, right? It's just as simple as that. Once Duke and Kansas are out, I can relax. Would much rather Gonzaga win than KU. Yeah, we need – I guess, you know, UNC is not going to win at all, but they, they can go ahead and not make a Final Four or two. We don't need them adding to any list or anything like that. The Wheeler stuff really sucks to hear, but makes sense now – that you mention it, something definitely seemed off with him after the injury. And Roush, and Roush is hinting that, again, you know, there could have been more cracks maybe before the injury, but the winning can hide that stuff. Everybody's happier playing on winning teams. Um, but I definitely think just everything kind of came to a head towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Not, why, not necessarily even why UK lost. Like, you know, they didn't play great against Tennessee, and they still had a chance. They didn't play great against St. Peter's. They obviously still had a chance, as you showed, against a 15 seed. Um, but it's unfortunate. A lot of potential seemed like it went wasted come March. <sighs> you hope it's better next year. Mm-hmm. thought the hoop inside piece on our crunch time offense was pretty interesting, too. This is basically the first year we've had a good team but didn't have a guard that could get a bucket for themselves or create for someone else late in the clock. More of a personnel thing than a stylistic change Cal made. I I, I agree with that. And I will say, like, while the Hoop Insight guy this time last week was preparing for a big UK run, and now he's talking about how there were so many red flags throughout the season, at least he did put pen to paper and, like, actually comes with some stats and not just, like, conversations. Matt, changes need to be made. What changes? Well, if things work next year, I'm just going to say the changes were made, right? Like, in reality, it's all. This is like the same thing with the tweet. You know, you can. You can say, like, changes, but, like, what really was it? You know, have more of those Kansas and UNC games and less of those St. Peter's games. Do those changes. How about that? Yeah, and I'm kind of with the texture. I know folks don't like the taking the air out of the ball, too. Like, that's, like, that's how a lot of coaches are. I mean, watch North Carolina. It Even it, it, it didn't work until it did work, where you're starting to try to extend the game and slow it down. Like, that's... That's a strategy that I would think that 70% of college basketball coaches use. When you have a big lead, you tend to sit on it late in games. And Cal is bad at that. Like, he needs to be better at that. Um, Maybe wait a little bit later to do it, but yeah, that's... But it's not as simple as, like, he, he is intentionally telling everybody to slow down. He will do that from time to time, 
but it's more so just the player's mentality of, hey, we've got a seven-point lead. We're exhausted. This On offense, we can take a little – We we'll take our breathers on offense, and we'll start operating a little later in the shot clock. I don't love it. Nobody – like, we all want Kentucky to win and beat teams by 1,000. Everybody's on the same page of that. You just have to have some rationale and reason in your takes. You can't just, like – you can't just be a toddler and cry because – you just want to cry. I mean, I guess you could do that if you wanted to, but we, we need to, and that's why I like the hoop insight, Pete. He, he, again, you know, they're like the injuries play a role in some of those late crunch time things. You had telling, you know, a, a lot of stuff could go into, or I could make excuses for it, but at least at the end of the day, we can say this, these are numbers that are not good and they need to change. So at least he did that instead of just, you know, whining into the air. Matt Sack was a good person to call in. Would love to hear his opinion next season as a student after home games. Also, Scoots was correct. No hiding wacky Wednesday. Happy hump day, fellas. That's Shannon O'Bannon. Uh, we love Shannon. Well, thanks, Shannon O'Bannon. That's right. And that's a good idea with Matt Sack, just kind of a student's perspective. But it, we were all we were all impressed with how well spoken he was. And uh, better than us. Hot yeah, time. no kidding. Like he's probably coming for our jobs. All right, we got ten minutes to go, so we got to hurry. Uh, People complaining you, about Calipari talking to fans need to trade in their sweater vests for a free ticket to Military Experience Camp and see how they really like it. It's Military Adventure Camp. I'll post a sign on the KRC Facebook group today because, uh, man, it just cracks me up. And it really and, does look like it. Just like, how do we? You want your kids' ass kicked for two weeks? Send them here. I want to see the picture. Please post it. And and secondly, the talking down thing. It's just it's the fakest news of fake news. I mean, it's. How how can you argue with that though? Well, I feel talked down to. You can't argue with my feelings. So it's just it's it's fabricated, folks. He doesn't talk down to people. Who was the last national title team that had a five nine point guard? Why should we be excited if Wheeler came back? This is the guy that is not a fan of mine and always will text in things about you know like the Nolan Hickman, the free throw discrepancies, stuff like that. Um, and I was like, did you not listen to yesterday's show? I don't feel like we were being big Wheeler advocates for the most part. I feel like it was the opposite. Um, I did point out that Kia Clark played significant minutes in 2019, but he was not a lead guard. So that person was right. There's not, you know, there's not a ton of teams you can look at and say they've got a small point guard that led the show. Um, there's not that many small point guards out there. Like most people are six feet tall that play college basketball. <laughs> that's all. That's also true too. Um, they go on to say, TJ, quit being the wheel, a wheel of the fender. <laughs> Is this person listening to our show? I just don't think he's listening anymore. No, yeah, they're not. They're, there's no way. Well, like, let's not even bother reading it if they're going to listen to the show. Oh, I did, and I, I have that sentiment too. Um, blah, blah, blah. He can't enter the ball into the post either because he can't shoot. His defender lags off of him, and he sits in the postman's. He had, he had several shots for what it was worth. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not a huge wheeler defender, especially after hearing the stuff that you hear, but – I did think I think my I think my Wheeler defense was more Archie Goodwin like Roush, where I'm not going to fault him for doing things for trying to do things that other people couldn't do. Other people couldn't get in the lane. At least Wheeler was trying to get into the lane. Uh, was it perfect? Was it, is he a good enough point guard to win a title? Probably not. He'd need a lot of other pieces around him, like a National Player of the Year center, perhaps. Um, but yeah, we weren't. We, we have we have. Not, if Wheeler comes back, I'm you know as long as his attitude's right, I'm cool with it. But I do think you. Cason Wallace is going to be the guy, and I'm excited about that. Um, he said, how was Ty-Ty not healthy? He played 32 freaking minutes. I mean, watch him, dude. He wasn't, he, he wasn't I mean, doing the same stuff he did earlier in the season. Tommy Hawkes is probably going to play like 30 minutes tomorrow night and not be fully healthy. So, yeah. Like, 
people play through injuries. That's yeah. weird. I love to, and we'll hear more about the Washington injuries as time goes on. I'd love to hear a non-censored podcast about what TJ really thinks about the doom and gloomers with zero holdback. I think uh, he, we would certainly hear some potty words. Oh, you think TJ's not sharing his opinions on this radio show? Yeah, everybody knows. Like, you know how I feel about <laughs> That person just wants me to, to curse. not have, Yeah. You don't and need to curse to get your point across. Everybody knows my point on this. No. Uh, if the Cats do continue great, good, drunk path of coaches, who would be in the mix for the next drunk coach? Brad Underwood. <laughs> hey, losers. Time for some off-season radio topics. Neighbor is a Girl Scout, not to brag. And as a result, I have early access to a new cookie. It's called Adventurefuls, and it's described as a brownie-inspired cookie with a caramel-flavored cream and a hint of sea salt. It's amazing and by far the best cookie Girl Scout cookie in the game. Adventure Falls. Never heard of it. I'll give it a shot, but it doesn't. I don't know if I love it. I am like also like I I don't need. Why does Girl Scout think they need to give us new cookies every year? Like, yes, they're good ones, but like I still go back to the old reliables, you know? Yeah. You remember that time that we got like a million Girl Scout cookies at the studio? That was awesome. Those were the days. Those were the days. Scott Drew is the new coach. He won a title and an even tougher conference than Cal and what he did at Memphis. Did we Scott have Drew, a Scott Drew won a Mickey Mouse. That was a Mickey Mouse title, though. We, we even have a championship level backcourt tomorrow with the portal of Flagler, Cryer, George, way better than Wheeler, Wallace, Frederick, add Toppin and Collins, and Drew might win a title in year one at UK. <laughs> exercise, I'm sure he could convince Jay Lucas to stay on board and Casey Wallace, too. Oh, Flagler, Cryer, George Wallace would be the best four guard backcourt rotation since. God, that's, this person's a must be a Baylor fan. And this same per- this is the the person that doesn't like me. Who does TJ hate more, the UK fan base or the U of L fan base? It's been nonstop shots at the BBN ever since the St. Pete's loss. Just the BBN that deserve it, buddy. So you know, oh, as the Hall of Fame head coach John Calipari once said, if you throw a rock at the pack of dogs, the one that yelps is the one you hit. Is that is that what he says? Yes, uh, he said it a million times. Oh, no, I just didn't know if that was this actual. I thought that, that was like a George. Actual. I thought you were George Bushifying that. The no, no. Full you throw a rock into a pack of dogs. The one you hit is the one that yelps. Gotcha. I just thought it was like a mix of the dog chasing the parked car. Deal. I hear a lot of yelping from this from this fellow. <laughs> We're almost making hype videos with Julius Randle. LMAO poverty program. <laughs> So, like, you all put that as, like, ah, look, we're twisting that knife into you. Nothing screams little brother more. Julius Randle loves Kenny Payne. A lot of U.K. players love Kenny Payne. Julius Randle said, I'll do whatever I can to help him out. Julius Randle, a good dude. Kenny Payne, a good dude. Um, L, I don't think that came off the way you thought it did. Yeah. Uh, played basketball last night for the first time since before COVID shut all of the gym down. Also, it was my first time since turning 30. Definitely feeling it today. Hopefully, you can get back in the swing of it. If you guys ever want to make a trip to Lawrenceburg to play me, let me know. But if Roush's big goofy ass blocks me, I'll probably retire in shame for life. Uh, uh, yeah, scared to play basketball, sadly enough. I will say it would be nice if we could get, um, since it's the off season, it'd be nice to get a once a one night a week, play like open gym somewhere just to just to get some games in because it it does take you like three or four times to get into basketball shape, but you feel good once you get those few under your belt. So I'm down to get like a, a Wednesday night hoops thing together or something like that. If we can, I am a huge to proponent of a Saturday morning hoops league. Just like there's no better way to start your weekend than like a good sweat in that makes you feel guilt free when you have 30 beers the rest of the weekend and you eat like crap. Um, but I'm totally down. Lawrenceburg, okay. only 52 minutes away. 
It's a long, it's, it's a long, it's a long ways away. Uh, good morning, guys. Just wanted to hop on here and say hello and how awesome it is that you guys have a community page on Twitter. But did Trevor have to be allowed in? Just kidding. The big guy's pretty awesome. Have a great day. Big guy's on another vacation. That dude. I'm starting to think when he wouldn't show up for our show, he was just taking vacations, and it was just like, oh, I was too sleepy, as if like I thought he got excuse. fired. He got fired from the Rutherford show, or from I, I our thought show? he did. He 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 dropped a uh, unsayable word on Wednesday. I thought he was fired. Oh no! Wow. What he said? That, that was the that was the scuttlebutt. He said what he oh, said wow. bleep, for bleeps and giggles. Oh, but he my god! One did time not I catch it. one time I said shtick. And people thought I said another word, and I nearly got fired. But wow. I know I nearly time got we fired. kicked him to the curb. So good, good thing that we're following through with Trevor. That's that's just the scuttlebutt. I don't know if that's official, but uh, talking to Trevor again. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, Kenny, I think he'll be back if that's the case. Well, he got a waiver, so I think technically he probably could. But I, I think if anybody wants to transfer multiple times, they'll find a way around it. So sure. I hope you're right and Brooks leaves. Don't care where he ends up, just please not UK. And it's so mean saying that, but like I the sentiment is shared with this radio station texter, where it's like you you wish him the absolute best. If he came back to UK, you know, it is what it is. But it almost feels like it's time for for folks to go their separate directions in that relationship. Uh, um, this sector makes a great point. Here's my big thing for Cal haters. I don't trust Barnhart to hire the next baseball coach. I damn sure don't want him around for the next basketball search, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, Mitch, just like, you've been great, but buddy, like, we don't need you hiring any more important coaches. Uh, man. I hate saying that's a, that. That's a whole like, conversation for a different day because there's there is some truth to it. And it's just like he is so stuck in his ways too. You yeah. almost feel like he'd even go. He he would go further in terms of like getting a. Let's just get a good guy in here, you know. <laughs> yeah. Go in here and work hard by by darn, and they do it the right way. Shucks, you know. No, yeah. I want if Cal were to leave or fire, and you know that's not going to happen. But if if they were to move in different directions, just go get the best recruiter. I don't care who it is. Go get somebody that's going to bring in amazing players, and. Kentucky should be able to get who they want to. And Drew would be my first choice to that one texture. He would be, mm-hmm. but that's not something I, I think, think we're going to worry about for a while. I'll take Cal over Drew for yeah. the next three years. Let's yeah. let's do that, by the way. Let's let's count their wins the next three years, assuming Drew stays at Baylor, assuming Cal stays at UK. The, I, I feel confident that my takes are going to age well, assuming, assuming something wonky doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And I think something wonky is going to happen if we don't get out of here. Time to go, TJ. Yep. Oh, yeah, we really are. All right, well, we'll finish these up tomorrow. Sorry, everybody. Have a great Thursday. Enjoy the games tonight. Uh, I think we already kind of made our picks, but I'm Gonzaga Duke for the day. See you later. Bye-bye. TJ Walker in the crowd. Nothing good.